Before we get started, I just wanted to um, personally thank uh, Gary Leland, his lovely wife, and the rest of the Bitblock Boom family. Uh, this event is always a very special event, very close to our hearts, and uh, it's truly a unique experience. So thank you to Gary, and thank you to the rest of the Bitblock team. Yeah. Can you hear me? You guys hear me? What is up, freaks? Um, this is a live rabbit hole recap. We love doing these, as Matt mentioned. I think, what is this, like number six that we've done now between this conference and... It's our third third year in a row at BitBlock Boom. Yes. So it's our fifth live show. We do the live show a little differently than when it's just me and Matt yelling at each other. Um, and <laughs> we, we have a short list of topics this week that we'll get into. We brought Ryan Gentry from Lightning Labs and... By the way, I'm really happy to be here for the dentist conference of 2021. <laughs> this is actually a Denticoin con conference. Where, uh, this, this is the culmination of the Marty Vent scam. Yes. This is actually yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're all getting our teeth whitened. I don't know if you're ready. Um, we've got a few topics we're going to get into. We've got some ski. We'll start where we always do on Clark's dashboard, but at the end, we open this up to Q&A. We like to make these live shows interactive. Um, we'll get into it. Right now, the price of Bitcoin, according to Clark's dashboard, is $48,960. Uh, one cup buck's going to get you 2,042 sats. Market cap back above $900 billion at $920.5 billion. Currently at block height, 698022 Yes, I think that's right. Um, where else are we here? We had a diff big difficulty adjustment this week. Maybe that's the first topic we could jump into, mm, Matt. Um, I believe, I can't find it on the screen, but I believe we jumped like 13.5%. Um, can you scroll to the left a little bit, Mike? Yeah, so we're currently, last difficulty adjustment was 13.2%. We're 1,530 blocks away from the next retarget. Of course, that's estimated to go up as well uh, to adjust up by 2.5%. Uh, yeah, we'll jump into it. Mining. It's been a big topic of the summer. China, obviously, banned mining. Great migration. Matt, I know you were worried uh, about a potential... It's a little bit worried. 51% attack. Are you less worried now? I'm bullish as fuck. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Wait, that's concerning, why, why, Matt. That's concerning. Why, why, yeah. Were, yeah, why were you worried, though? 51% attacks are bullish. Because it, <laughs> well, everything is bullish for Bitcoin. No, you, I mean, if you have a situation where you have a large amount of the hash that is unaccounted for, um, that should be a situation where Bitcoiners have pause and concern, not undue concern. They should have, you know, reasonable level of concern. And now that we're seeing the hash come back online and, you know, mining Bitcoin with it, so it's accounted for, um, I feel a lot better about it. And I think it's a turning point, right? If, if, if we actually had a decent amount of hash leave China, which it seems like, um, that whole line of FUD and concern and risk that a lot of asset allocators see with China having so much hash um, is now out the window and it just hasn't been priced in yet at all. Like people um, outside of our little community don't really realize the magnitude of that happening. I, I, I think the... Uh... I will be more excited about a new hash rate all-time high than a new price all-time high. I think the hash rate coming back, like 
is the most important chart on the planet right now. Marty was a little bit bearish on the new ash rate all-time high like a month ago or two months ago when we talked about it. I said we're probably still. We're, so I ran the numbers this week, and so not hash rate but difficulty. We are 30% below the all-time high difficulty, and actually, funnily enough, 30% above um, the temporal low difficulty we hit over the summer at some point. When uh, was the all-time high? Uh, I believe it was right, like right before, like in March or April of this year. So, right. what do you when do you think we're going to hit a new hash all-time high? It's like Q1 2022. So that's earlier than you thought previously. No, I said like six to nine months, I believe. I don't know. The freaks can check the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> check it now. Check it now. Tweet at us. Hashtag Marty's wrong. We want to love it. The, all, the hash rate all-time high happened on April 14th, 2021. Yeah. Feels like years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does. No, but again, like now, like you mentioned, like this just highlights how resilient of a network bitcoin is you can have upwards of 50 percent of hash rate come off the network uh, relocate around the world and the network just recovers and adjusts accordingly like blocks are still being produced yes it may have been a little slower than the 10 minute block target but they're being produced nonetheless and things are recovering it's a very dynamic and uh, i would say it's somewhat like a living organism yeah, self-healing yeah exactly <laughs> And I think we've seen some like Chinese mining operations basically go underground, right? Like they figured out that they need to well, that reduce is, their exposure there, even if they haven't left, which yeah, is good. So apparently, um, I was actually in the spaces, but I ducked out on Twitter. Kevin from Poolin, the founder of Poolin, he was Big Kevin. Yes, he was mentioning that uh, there are miners in China plugging back in, which I thought was interesting to hear. Which is actually bullish too. It means they're they're plugging back in, but they're doing a covert manner where. Even the CCP can't stop in the seats. I, I forget exactly what Kevin's tag is on Twitter, but it's uh, at bit underscore Kevin. So bit underscore Kevin loves Texas like everybody else does. As a new Texan, uh, all of you here today, if you're not Texans already, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Always <laughs> so a big the world looking at you, <laughs> both of you. Oh, I practically moved. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's let's make it let's make it official. Let's make it official. It's official now. Okay, boom. It's a text. Just, just hey, uh, but the IRS, please don't. <laughs> it's a joke. It's okay. We have lakes here. There are a lot, a lot of boating accidents. Rudy, what are your thoughts on this hash rate migration? On the what? Hash rate migration. I like it. I like the hash rate. I think it's good. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about mining. Um, but yeah, it is amazing to see it. You know, running back up so fast. It's great. Yeah, I thought there was a, a funny meme. It's the uh, like jacked Shino versus like the weak cowering Shino is like Bitcoin. Fifty percent of my hash rate moved across the world after one of the largest governments in the world banned me. Like, and it didn't even affect me. And then it's like Ethereum. Like, I'm fifty-one percent attacking myself. <laughs> <laughs> Did that ever get resolved, or are they still? Well, Ryan and I were talking about this earlier. Does it even matter? It doesn't matter. They don't care. They the just thing. they just pick what which chain is the correct chain. Right? Yeah, the thing about Ethereum is like they just, they just tell you just go to this Here's one. This one. Yeah, it's, yeah, go for a walk. We'll fix it when you get back. They'll make a transaction. Yeah, yeah like that was literally what 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 Andre whatever his name so was like. Just go for a walk. It's fine. Because, <laughs> you know, like we're just trading NFTs here. It's not like this is important, right? Yeah. They, they don't care. It doesn't matter, right? Like it's it's it's. I, I think Bitcoiners are the only ones who care. Like they they didn't even know. <laughs> Yeah, so Bitcoin is the only no one's using nodes anyway. They have like their MetaMask and it's connected to some server and it shows the right chain. That's all. It's fine. Which is yeah. 
jumps into another theme I want to touch on on stage today, which Ryan and I talked about today. I wrote about an event, or I don't even know if I wrote about an event. I think I might have. Uh, it seemed like the there's been multiple hackathons uh, around Lightning, PledFi, and the Impervious AI hackathon. And the Impervious one, I, I still have to catch up on PledFi because I've been traveling all week. I haven't been able to dive into what exactly went down there, but I was paying attention to the results of the per Impervious hackathon. It's just becoming glaringly obvious that the apps being built on the Bitcoin Lightning stack provide extremely more utility outside of just trading these tokens. Yeah, it's something that, um, that Elizabeth Stark, CEO of Lightning Labs, uh, has said for years um, is like, you know, Lightning kind of moves to the beat of its own drum because it is disconnected from like the broader speculative crypto market, right? It is payments, it is utility, it is value transfer, it is remittances. And now, uh, you know, the, the winning project from the impervious hackathon, it is a world computer, right? <laughs> that was and I think what was what was so cool about this is like kind of it's, it's something that, you know, the people building Lightning Network have always kind of intuitively known is like this is a better, more scalable way to deploy thousands of computers all across the world who are willing to do computation in exchange for SATs, right? Like it's, it's going to take us a little bit longer, um, but that's that's like kind of one of many of the, the end visions of this general purpose value transfer network. And so what's really exciting about this Pervious Hackathon and all the stuff that they're doing is, is like we're starting to see people catch on to it, right? We're starting to see people actually, uh, like the infrastructure, the, the foundation has been set and it has been built and it's a solid foundation that you can trust uh, is not going to be removed out from under your feet or all of a sudden is going to, you know, accidentally hard fork without anybody knowing, right? Um, you can deploy your code to these computers uh, and it's going to work, right? And so I, I think it's it's incredibly bullish. Uh, I was very excited to see, you know, the, the quality of the projects at the Impervious Hackathon was just like top notch. It really blew me away. And one of them, the Arcade City one, because I remember we were talking about that in Austin the week before like the, the hackathon nerds were announced and mentioned Arcade City to us because these guys just followed me on Twitter. And I remember back in like 2017, they were doing like Uber on Ethereum and Actually, in the video, the demo for the hackathon, they mentioned we're building this. Thing. It was impossible on Ethereum, yeah. and, which was interesting to see. They tried, right? Well, but, but I think even even from a broader perspective, it's like these are all of the ideas that were like, this is the blockchain, not Bitcoin stuff. We're like Uber on the blockchain. That's just like laughable. Right, it's 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 if it's never going to work on on a blockchain. It's not supposed to be on that layer. Right, it's not supposed to be on that broadcast layer because you're going to get priced out by people doing trading and selling NFTs and all of the ridiculous things that are happening on Ethereum. Don't mm -hmm. point at me. I'm pointing at you. So, I mean, Ryan, I'm actually curious here because so first place was World Computer, and that was by our boy John Cantrell. Yep, gangster. Um, and second place was a like a BitTorrent integrating Sats into BitTorrent. Yep. Um, and it was like. A very simple idea, this idea of like a marketplace where you can basically pay people in sats to seed content that you want them to seed. Um, Udi's very good friend, um, Justin Sun, bought, <laughs> they just completely bought the company BitTorrent, yep. right? And they added yep. a shitcoin to it. Yep. Yep. So yep. I'm kind of curious, Udi, like what your opinion is there. Like in the, do you think, do, do you think like people are going to use Tron shitcoin for BitTorrent seeding or do you think they're going to use sats? 
well, they're definitely going to use more sats than they use the BitTorrent shitcoin because no one's using the Bitcoin. No Bitcoin one at all is using it. Yeah, yeah. No one's using it. I don't think anyone meant for it to be used. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That, and that is the key distinction is it was never intended to actually be used. BTT, right? It was, it was always, presented as if as if it's supposed to be used, but I think everyone knew <laughs> that this is not the point. It's this a pump and dump. That's yeah. what it is. Some people like those games. Some people. Some people. Yeah. One person on the stage. Matt is okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> should we, uh, talking about uh, pump and dumps, should we do a market buy? Or is, Ooh, is that going right, to be it's usually, it's, all right, market buy to local top, get ready to stack lower sets at some point. This usually happens when we do this in the live show. Well, if you're a real freak, you know you'll 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 market stack right now in in honor of Bitcoin. You should do it on stage. Should do it on stage. But when you do that, please use my referral link. It looks like we're at, we're at, we're at, uh, according to Clark Moody, we're forty thousand nine hundred and eighty dollars. Let's send this to forty nine k right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's only twenty dollars. Fifty k by show end. 50K so if you're if you're watching if you're watching at home get stacking um, i'm literally uh, connecting to a vpn right now because my exchange wouldn't allow me to buy anything in the usa <laughs> <laughs> is it is it smart that i'm, that I'm broadcasting this live i'm not sure it's it's very good opsec good job yeah well while we're while we're on the hackathon theme like i said I'm a little ignorant to what went on a plant fight. You both were there. What was the vibe like? What went on? What were some of the products that were being built? You first. Um, thank you, Ryan. Uh, the <laughs> well, I I, I love the energy there. This was, in my opinion, like the best thing about it. People were, and I, and I missed that because for years, um, well, first of all, for two years we didn't have like any conferences and hackathons at all. We had Big Black Boom. Yes, and I was here. Yep. It was really good. It was really good. But by the way, do you? I don't know if you guys like appreciate all all the things that happened the last year since the last Bitblock boom. This oh one, like, the world is so different now. It's unbelievable. And the things that like we accomplished are really, if you, when you think back on it, there's so many things that happened this year. It's just unbelievable. You know, the El Salvador thing. Like we dreamed about it, man. We dreamed about it since like forever. People were making jokes on Reddit and on Bitcoin Talk. Uh, but how one day a country will embrace Bitcoin was almost a joke, and, and now it's like it's happening. It's amazing, and all those other things that happen is so much, so much. So yeah, a lot of change this year, but still, you know, and we have so many more people right now in here, which is great. Yeah. But anyways, I think, yeah. I think uh, the energy at Plefi was was fantastic. Right. These are uh, this is a group, and, and uh, full credit to to Jeremy Rubin, uh, right, for organizing the conference, for bringing everybody together. Um, you know, uh, Buck Purley for helping organize uh, and uh, taking home second prize uh, during the hackathon. Like it was just a, a really great group of people who are here to build on Bitcoin, right? And I think you know there there are some you know obviously the uh, the meme that Bitcoin is a store of value. Like everybody that that I think is is you know we have Jerome Powell real estate about. really. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> please, please go back to sleep. <laughs> my, my feed I'm was sleeping was, halfway through yeah, this. My, my Twitter feed was calm and without you in it. Yeah. Um, uh, was it? It was a difficult day. Go on. But but anyways, uh, like and, and this is you know that that's very important. Uh, it's very important that that's first and that that is uh, the priority. 
But there's so much more that we can do with Bitcoin. And there's so much more that we can build as long as we respect like the properties that that make the 21 million cap unviable and we make the, uh, uh, you know, we make sure that it's a decentralized and immutable uh, cryptocurrency. Like there's so much more that we can do with an internet and native uh, currency. Uh, and so PlipFly was all of these people who were trying to build new use cases for it. And it was just, it was, it was awesome. It's great energy. Yeah. It seems like we've hit a tipping point particularly the lightning, again, just highlighting that the, the stack can bring incredible utility to internet native products. Like you mentioned the BitTorrent, they have the, the Uber. That was sats and everything. Sats on everything. They're just injecting sats, which has historically just been the biggest debate in the, the overarching cryptocurrency space. It's like, are we just going to make this all anew on a blockchain or are we just going to inject this stuff into the stuff that already exists? Remember, I think the latter is the case. Remember when people thought bits were going to happen? Oh <laughs> God, Adam! Adam, F, get that bitch chat. F in the chat. <laughs> bits was never going to happen. What was never going to happen? Bits as a unit. Oh, bits. Yeah. The bits. The great bits versus sats debate of yeah, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty. Was that a long time long debate? It was, that was a long debate. People very had very strong. Honestly, uh, my my take on that is the people that like bits are they're bearish on the price they're like, no, people don't understand like sats are too small right like a unit it's like they're well, just subhuman really yeah <laughs> you like if you like bits what's wrong with you <laughs> um i had no comment yeah they're bears the bears should be shot on sight <laughs> uh while we're on the lightning tip too we, we agree that we talk about this as well, I think they announced it either after, right after RHR on Friday last week. Substack and OpenNode have engaged in a partnership in which OpenNode is going to provide technology that enables content creators on Substack to monetize via the Lightning Network, which is pretty cool. Huge, huge. I mean, you know, uh, and like like Udi just said, right? Like this is mainstream. Right. Uh, this this is the yep. stuff in the last year. They're like, oh my god, like this is the type of thing that we would have killed for a year right. ago, and now it's just you know a Tuesday or right. whenever it was announced. Right. Right. It's a big deal, uh, and I think you know uh, we got to give. He's somewhere in the crowd. Um, we do need to give uh, Ben Held, Pomp, and Willy Woo credit. Like they are three of the biggest blogs on Substack, and they were part of the process in saying, "Hey, I don't know Tipic one." Hell yeah. Uh, so you know. Props to them. Man, well, yeah. not open though. Maybe it's not here. Um, <laughs> with the BD effort. Uh, and I think, like, so uh, a really cool thing for me personally was, like, you know, last week, uh, uh, Bitnob, which is, like, the cash app for Nigeria, uh, they announced a lightning integration, uh, which is fantastic. Jack Mahler's had, like, wow. you know, a great, a great, you know, tweet thread about, you know, classic Jack, right? Like, fuck you, Western Union. Like, remittances in Nigeria are free forever, right? Uh, in my hoodie and boxers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so the Bitnob founder, like, we've worked with him for the last, like, you know, several months uh, and uh, very passionate, like very driven guy. But so the Substack news came out uh, and he tweeted, and this was like such a cool confluence of events. He tweeted like, oh my God, finally I can read Willy Woo's newsletter because mm. Substack doesn't take the Naira. Mm. And he was like, he's frozen out from reading this like Bitcoin oh, content that was behind like a US based fiat paywall. And he was like, oh my God, now I can read this stuff. Like what? I just would never have thought about that. That would have never occurred to me ever, but it's like massively market like expansionary yeah. for Substack. 
like, yeah. like like we mentioned in the mining panel earlier, like Bitcoin enables things that just have not been possible until it was brought to market. And it's becoming bl- 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 glaringly obvious that that's the case. Glaringly With obvious. all this being said, I'm going to be the hardo in the room. I think goes to BTC pay servers like a more sovereign state. Oh, yeah. Well, it's good that we have competition. Yeah. Um, I think what's really cool about the open node setup is it's really accessible for normies. Um, and they specifically have a feature now where if you're a publisher on Substack and you're using OpenNote, you have a slider where you can decide how much gets converted into fiat. So you don't have to go like all in big, they should, but you don't have to, mm-hmm. and they can just, you know, make it so 25% stays in Bitcoin. And that's like my long-term, you know, savings kind of play. And then the rest just stays in fiat and I can use it to pay my expenses, pay my rent, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, I, I think it's a Trojan horse type thing, yeah. right? Like that's the long term for sure. But you, I mean, you just, as all of us know, right? Like if you try and say, okay, so you want to do Bitcoin stuff. Well, you know, first you need to buy a hardware wallet and then you need to like do X and X and X and you got to run a node and blah, blah, blah. Like you just lose people, right? If instead you're just like, well, buy some Bitcoin on Cash App. And then once the price goes up, like you get a little nervous and you want to take control of your sovereignty, like that just works better for normal people. Uh, and so I think uh, one thing I know OpenNode has tweeted about before, they've seen like a very consistent uh, trend where people start accepting Bitcoin over Lightning and have the slider all the way in USD. And then they realize like, man, I wish I would have kept those Bitcoins. <laughs> uh, they should have a feature where it start like slowly moving it Where over. the bar moves itself over. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you stop it. Well, they, I don't know if they'd be allowed to do this like privacy reasons. Maybe they could have like, here's where the average content creator puts their... Oh, that'd be a great idea. Right? Like yeah. something like that. Joel Offnon, if you're listening. With that being said, it's like uh, it's a stepping stone, right? And at Parker, I think you mentioned this if you're in the room in your presentation. Like, as the longer people are exposed to Bitcoin, the more likely they are to take self custody or something. Hundred percent. This is the journey that needs. To I've, I've seen this in my own in my own family actually over the last like year or two. Is all of a sudden you know like finally they're like, all right, Ryan, like fine, we'll buy some Bitcoin if you'll just shut up about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden, like, it becomes, like, an uncomfortable amount of money to have on an app. And they're like, okay, how do I, um, how do I, you know, make sure that this is mine? You always said that, like, self-custody was a thing. I'm, I'm ready. Like, I don't want, you know, Cash App or et cetera, et cetera, to, to have this much uh, control over my wealth. Like, what do I do? And that's, you know, you're welcome, Joe and Drew. Uh, like, well, have you heard of Unchained? Uh, right. Have you heard yeah. of Casa? Have you heard yeah. of Unchained? Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like, there's tons of options. Speaking of Unchained, disclaimer, sponsor the pod. Uh, big news for them this week brought on Jeff Vander and his IRA product, and they're going to be building it. I love Jeff. Um, yeah. Retirement. Shout out to Jeff in the back of the room. He was on stage with us. Congratulations, mm-hmm. sir. Jeff yes. was on the stage with us last year for Rabbit Hole. Yeah, and uh, Drew, Joe, and T, and like this is something I've been nagging about for years. So it's just incredible to see that you guys take uh, user feedback and start implementing that into your products. So I, I, these are very important products too for Bitcoiners, especially if you're doing it in a way that respects the sovereignty of users by giving them custody of their keys. We have two different signs up here. One says you have 30 minutes, and the other says 37 minutes. Thank you. We're going Sorry. to 37. I'm talking about sponsors. We had Un- <laughs> Unchained Capital recently announced integration with Mempool um, and funding the Mempool project, the open source project. 
Um, our other our other sponsor just followed suit. I think I'm breaking this news. I don't think it's been broken yet. It. Cash App now their official their official block explorer is mempool.space. Wow. And they're funding the project as well. Got out the Wizen team for building that out. Uh, yeah, it's great to see it's a great product. These companies supporting these open source projects that bring a lot of utility. I mean mempool.space is like one of the it's very aesthetically pleasing. It's a go-to. Yeah. I have it up like all the time. Yeah. Um, we got 30 minutes. Matt, you got the list this week. Do we have anything? We don't even have it out of your pocket yet. Um, a big one was uh, Bitmain said that TSMC uh, is going to charge them 20% more for wafer prices for the chip prices. Yes. Um, and Bitmain sold out till quarter two, 2022. And those are pre-orders. Those could be late anyway. Yeah. So we could be seeing like one of the greatest ASIC shortages um, in Bitcoin's short history. Well, this is where we get heavy. I mean, the supply chain issues are real. And it's something at like Great American Mining. Disclaimer, I work for them. Uh, like we <laughs> Wait, see, really? We see it. Uh, we're seeing it in the raw material costs. Like in the, yep. the lead time to get the raw materials we need to build the containers and the electrical engineering. So we're trying to front run that. And then... Marty, it's transitory. Jerome it's said. just transitory. It's transitory. It's transitory. And yet... Uh, so let's just focus on how this affects Bitcoin. We don't have to get into like the overarching inflation debate because that would just piss me off too much. But with TSMC, we can talk about ESG though, right? Yeah, we will get into that as well. Marty has no opinion on ESG. TS, TSMC, so they announced that, and then also they announced that they're trying to acquire their own shipping container just because the supply chain issues are so oh, bad. Bitmain or TSMC? TSMC. Um, and so these supply chain issues are real. And how does that affect the ASIC market? That's like, I think, something that people aren't ready for yes we had cheap asics this summer i think the low is like 45 dollars a terahash well, for, you bought the dip for like some of the top of the line miners but i was talking to adam um, from upstream about this yesterday like next year we could see like twenty thousand plus per asic prices just because the supply is going to be so constrained so like even as the price per terahash goes up to like back to like towards a hundred dollars, you may be sitting here at BitBlock room 2022 and be like, that was cheap as fuck. Like, I, I mean, I feel like it's, it's like the only thing in the world right now that is more scarce than Bitcoin. Yeah. If, if Bitcoin is digital <laughs> real estate, does that make ASICs like digital landlords? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Digital, digital like backhoes or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, it's the perfect analogy. It works for everything. It works for everything. <laughs> Wait, no, no. <laughs> What do you guys think about uh, if Square has this project TBD and they, I think yeah. I believe yesterday they announced TBD five nine five four support yeah, six four one or whatever decentralized exchange for fiat. Yeah, so they announced the big thing that they're building is a decentralized exchange between Bitcoin and fiat. Any thoughts on that? You see, Bisk said that they should join forces, and and Dorsey responded uh, some kind of emojis that said like he would do it. Um, I think it's interesting because most people don't realize BISC was originally called BitSquare, which was a much better name, and Square sued them. So wow. we've, come, we've come full circle. Today. Um, but I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting, like Ethereum and like Vitalik. Vitalik was on CNBC talking shit about it. Gary um, he's like, you can't build DeFi on Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin is the only DeFi. Like the D is supposed to stand for decentralized. So, like, otherwise, it's just fucking finance. And uh, it's just a complete disconnect. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They, uh, 
They didn't think it through. The D. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be digital finance, and they changed it to an E. And no, whatever. they just didn't care. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It just it caught fire, and they're like, oh, people like this. Like, I yeah. Don't the D- but it didn't even catch auction. fire. They spent, like, six months on Twitter trying to make Like, he got Bitcoin they, as digital real estate within, like, two weeks of good morning. Bitcoin is digital real estate. It took them six months trying to force DeFi down people's throats. Rudy, have you thought about how much you could make by being on the Ethereum Foundation's uh, payroll? The already is. Why do you think wow. that I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'm an Ethereum co-founder. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, on the decentralized exchange for fiat, like a thing that I have always heard Bitcoiners say is like, well, you can't. Centralized. Dollar. Yeah, the fiat's broken. The fiat side is a broken part. It is kind of a little bit of an oxymoron. That's why, like the one of the things that we don't talk about a lot is BISC works way better for shitcoin to Bitcoin, right? Because right. you can actually program it, right? You don't have to deal with legacy fiat rails. Like all the issues that BISC really faces when you talk about trying to make easy UX, secure UX, things that work right and are convenient. Um, Every every issue is on the fiat side. It's extremely difficult to interact with the legacy fiat system. Um, and then you actually- could make like shortcuts if you use like something like a tether or something. But mm-hmm. obviously, you're adding third party risk, right? Because yeah. you have a custodian of of what- U.S. dollars. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on like the DLC, the contract for difference. Like, is that a viable option for a stable coin in the future? I, I absolutely think it is. I think I'm, I'm like super bullish on that as an idea. Uh, and so for context, um, if uh, with DLCs and, and Sherbits has written a blog on this for on chain already, like there, it already works. They've already done it. They just haven't brought it up to layer two, uh, that you can have uh, a contract for difference where one side wants to be long Bitcoin, one side wants to be, you know, short Bitcoin, and the short Bitcoin side is essentially like a, a synthetic dollar. And so, with bringing it up to layer two, you could have, you know, say you have your Breeze wallet, uh, and instead of having Sats as your denomination, uh, you have US dollars as your denomination. Now, like you know, you are making a trade, you are shorting Bitcoin, which is not generally recommended. Um, but that is a possibility. And but you, you still just, have the Oracle problem. You have the Oracle problem, which I think is- uh, I think the mitigation tactics of using multiple Oracles mm-hmm. is reduced. But isn't this all just bullshit anyway? It's a bridge. It's like, a bridge why, hyper Bitcoin. Like how long are we gonna be using USD for? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But like, are we building this for like the next five years? Like what is this? Yeah, like, what is the, but it is impossible to deny at this point. I think Matt Alborg has done a ton of research on this, particularly in emerging countries. They like stable coins and they're using it. And like, yeah, and, and like like there's a tether is tether is enormous, right? People love people love the dollar. Yeah, in, in these weaker in these weaker fiat regimes. Um, but I generally like yeah, it's just a bridge to hyper Bitcoinization. Um, but people people love Sats. Yeah, like if they're going to be around, like why not do it on Bitcoin? Like, Sats are my stable coin. Yeah, exactly. Like, Sats could Bitcoin. Sats could literally be a stable coin. Who wants, who wants, who wants money that stays flat? Yeah, I want money that goes up. <laughs> well, the thing about Bitcoin, it is the hardest money on earth. I think, right? And and you're going to want to use it for things. For example, as collateral for dollars, if because some people seem to like dollars, so at least. Uh, use Bitcoin as collateral for that. It's the best collateral in the world. The best form of collateral. But my point is, I, I don't disagree. I just think it's it's a short term. It's a very high time preference kind of endeavor. I don't think it's high know? time preference. It's just going to be short lived, if anything. It's like it's like medium time preference. Medium. <laughs> <laughs>
15 years is short time period, right? Short. I don't know. Udi, what are you doing 15 years ago? 15 years ago, I was writing the white paper for Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 15 years ago, I was 15. What the hell was I doing? 15. Marty with the soft docs of his age. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to talk about Cuba again because when we first mm -hmm. talked about Gladstein's piece, neither of us had read it, uh, which is classic. <laughs> I mean, he, he had posted it like right before he went on, so we just shielded it. Um, and then recently, Cuba said that they want to regulate and be open to Bitcoin. Um, I think people took it a little bit more bullish than they really should have, uh, but that's what Bitcoiners do. Um, but one interesting aspect that we never talked about on RHR, Marty, is a part of, of Gladstein's research focused on they had this they had this shitcoin that they basically invented, and it was called they were they were called cucks. They were called CUCs. <laughs> oh no! I don't know. It's, it's Cuban something. I don't know what it stands for, but. Yeah. They obviously haven't been listening to RHR. They would have known. And it, it, it involved yeah. it, you, like you, you would give if there was remittances. Your your relatives would give dollars, and then they would give you a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we completely missed it. That's insane. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, and like, it's completely inefficient, right? Like, and that's why Bitcoin just makes that easy. And I guess that rolls into another conversation with El Salvador. Now they're finally rolling out their implementation of September 7th's coming up quick. The Bitcoin. How many days is that? Like 10 days? Yeah. If that. Yeah, yeah 10 yeah. days. Um, Matt, Matt. And probably so, got it wrong. I just commended myself on there. Do you think that uh, that leaked uh, layout architecture of, of what they're. They're using Athena Bitcoin, which is the ATM provider that also is rolling out ATMs. Mm hmm. Yeah, but it looks like previously everyone thought Strike was helping the government wallet. I don't think Strike is. Yeah, I, I think Athena's stepping in. And what was it like if that architecture that was leaked is real, like they're they're hooking up the chain analysis companies as well. As is tradition. Yeah. Well, so I, one thing one thing I want to say about this is so be warned, uh, the Athena Bitcoin machines uh, do not support lightning. They were made in like okay. 2012, uh, and like the manufacturer is bankrupt, and they like or like they, what are they, they like Lamasus on, on chain on app? No, not Lamasus. Like somebody, a predecessor before that. Oh, okay, somebody I had never heard of before, um, and so. These are like old machines. It's on chain only, and I think this will be a pretty good example of like Bitcoin never has and never will depend on like a government-run project to succeed. Right, the people that I think are going to succeed in El Salvador is going to be Strike. I think it's going to be Galoy with Bitcoin Beach. I think it's going to be you know Ibex Mercado who launched uh, like an open node esque solution. They're from Guatemala, right? Yeah, but they're just like right next door. Yeah. Um, uh, so they're they're in El Salvador as well. Uh, open node as well. I think is going to do very well. Like I think all of the the private lightning companies are going to do very well, and we will kind of see an example of like you know. It's great that we got nation-state adoption, but it's going to be private individuals but that are going to take this. And if, if, they're, if they're running, I mean, we'll see when it happens, right? But if they're running the full stack, I mean, maybe they don't even integrate Lightning, but maybe they integrate, like, your government username at the ATM, you know? So it's just integrated directly with the Chivo wallet, they're saying. I think an important thing that people should realize is this idea of El Salvador adopting Bitcoin isn't, you know, this... Uh, panacea it's not like this i this is it's not perfect i the strategy that bukele is doing is the cbdc strategy but he doesn't have 
a currency. He uses the U.S. dollar. So he integrated basically Bitcoin into that strategy, but he wants to track every transaction. He wants to have full insight into everything that's going on, which is literally the goal of, of CBDCs, digitizing money. Um, but at the same time, we should applaud, I think, any country that has this integration with, with open Bitcoin, with the open monetary network that is Bitcoin, so you can use other wallets. As long as you can use other wallets, it's strictly better than like a pure CBDC play or a pure uh, digitization of, of money, however you want to do it. You don't need a blockchain to do it. You can use Venmo or whatever. But yeah, I, I, the only thing I want to emphasize is that this is always has been and always will be like a grassroots private individual revolution, right? This is, this is startups, this is businesses, this is capitalism at its purest. Uh, and, you know, more than welcome uh, governments to come along and support if they'd like to. I think that would be smart of all of them. But like at the end of the day, we don't need them, right? right. To take us to the next step, it's it's going to be us. In yeah, the governments are not doing this for Bitcoin. They're no. doing this because they have to. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And more and more governments will have to do it eventually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that was the tenor of yesterday's newsletter. Was hey, like, don't be a leader, be a follower. Excuse me, don't be a leader, not a follower. <laughs> Do like, not be a leader. It's like, I think that's, you that's, don't need that. That was, that was the newsletter you wrote to me, Ethereum. <laughs> don't be a leader. Just be a follower. Yeah, you guys know what I mean. But the, like and subscribe. Like, hashtag I mean, We don't have to dive into like the whole debacle of the last couple of weeks with the U.S. government and what's been going on. But like, I think it acutely highlights like we. All right, we'll just talk about it. Afghanistan, like. The Bank Secrecy Act stuff got stricter. Uh, Patriot Act like was launched in over 20 years. These things basically eroded our civil liberties. They said, hey, we're going to take your privacy. We're going to surveil you. And in return, we're going to protect you from terrorists and their ability to coordinate and arm themselves to come attack you and your freedom. And lo and behold, over the course of the 20 years, nothing was accomplished. And at the end of the day, the government directly armed the terrorists they're supposed to be funding us from so like we cannot trust these people to act in our best interest is the lesson i've learned the last two weeks if you haven't already absolutely yeah it's uh and this is way too deep of a rabbit hole but <laughs> if i'm china right now i think going in taiwan looks pretty good taiwan's fucked <laughs> yeah there was a freak in the tribe who is from taiwan and he Vehemently opposed it. Yeah, I mean the Hong Kongers were very. I'm like very totally before I'm, they I'm weren't. Like what? you think like Asian prices going up right now. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be crazy. I'm, Everyone like, should try and secure their hash. Micro BT, just you've been a customer for a long time. Everybody's gonna become flooding to you. Just just treat us well. Um, we need we need foundries in the U.S. They're coming. We um, we need them now. They're coming. As an ex Intel employee, it is a, it is a travesty and a shame that Intel hasn't. Uh, built a real foundry business in the u.s this is like peak fiat you got you got connections get on it i'm working on it okay we have 16 minutes remaining open to q &A. um and we have two auctions as well for we'll do the auctions after 15 minutes yeah no no we, I'm, i was told that the auctions need to be part of our 15 minutes all right we got 10 minutes so, of q a but, but, no no before we do the before we do the q a can we just quickly talk about blockstream raising 210 million and being valued at 3.2 billion because i feel like there's a lot of angst about blockstream but that's a i mean is, there's very few companies in and there's probably no companies in the bitcoin space that are valued that high right except maybe the public miners maybe coinbase 
Yeah, yeah. not a Bitcoin company. I was joking. <laughs> I'm, not sure, yeah, I'm not sure how they... Square. Square. I don't, MicroStrategy, maybe. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. No Q&A? No Q&A. Damn. Uh, wow. They hate you, friendship. <laughs> we should do a round of applause for blockchain. That's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. I mean... I think John Newberry has done some good work. Like the whole blockchain conspiracy is completely unfounded. If you actually go look at the pull requests and merges of blockchain funded devs, what uh, like that they're not actually lizard people? They, yeah, they're not but, lizard people apparently. No, lizard people are people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you identify and the people over here? Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's awesome. I do too. I think it's I think some of the announcements alongside it were interesting. Like they bought or they they acquired that ASIC manufacturer. I'd be interested to see if they can actually produce an ASIC that gets widely adopted. Um, I, I would love that. I would love it too. Yeah. I think even if just it's like a shit a ASIC, even if it's a shit ASIC, it's just nice well, to no, have another. It's nice to have another producer. You know, like it'll be priced accordingly. The yeah. market will price the shit ASIC accordingly. I'm like, as long as we have another competitor ad come into the ring that loves Bitcoin, like they've been devoted to Bitcoin. One of the biggest things about Blockstream that most people don't talk about is from the beginning, their bonuses have been time locked Bitcoin, um, which yep. is fucking awesome. Would be a good idea. Is that, what, is that what you would call orange handcuffs? Orange handcuffs, yeah. I personally like my Bitcoin not time locked, even though I wouldn't sell it, but. I think I think that's a uh, that's a cool incentive strategy in terms of aligning incentives. And when I look at a three point two billion dollar valuation, in my head, I'm like, holy shit! They have hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of coins, uh, like on their balance sheet. Like they just probably have a shit ton of Bitcoin that they're holding in their multi six figures. You think? I think like maybe more than MicroStrategy. Wow. Right? That Let's makes make sense. It, we should make a DLC on that. That makes sense. When blockchain goes public, we'll know. Yeah. They'll probably never go public, so we won't know. That, that's what lizard people would do. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking lizards. All right. The good we're, uh, it's two weeks. <laughs> we're going to uh, ignore the rules. We're going to do Q&A. If anybody has a question. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, you don't have a... <laughs> We don't have a mic though. It's a stand up or we'll, we'll, we'll repeat the question. I have not. I have a mattress on my floor. You have to say what the question is because the people. The question is Have I found any furniture yet? I found a mattress. Don't even have a box spring. Uh, we're, we're still looking. So, the thrift store. I'm still trying to sell my wife on that. Any other questions? I yeah I, I, I so the question was um, it was really a statement it was a statement but it was, really <laughs> <laughs> it was a good statement it's like yes it's cool to be excited about uh, about Bernardo Bitnob being able to subscribe to Willie Lou's newsletter uh, over Lightning but it's only amazing because the fiat world is ridiculous and it's like yeah that's the last you know what the fuck happened in 1971 right that's the last 50 years of ridiculousness that we're going to have to unwind 
uh, as Bitcoiners and make it to where this this world like finally makes some sense. Um, and it's exciting that like we're making headway, right? Little by little, we are we are chipping away at the ridiculousness uh, that has been imposed upon us. And it's even more exciting. It's happening in places that actually need it. Yeah, I mean, you, you. I mean, I contro- controversial opinion. Like Open Note's going to add the same restrictions. <laughs> Oh, you right. just haven't sure. done it yet. It's a delayed, yes, it's a delayed thing. Why it's a third pay, party. BTC Pay and Ghost is a stack total without. Substack's going to censor too. It's all going to yeah. happen. Like. What I what I what I want to like strongly overemphasize though, because this was like made a big impact on me, um, was I remember talking to Bernard, the, the Bitnop founder, uh, about um, like I was like, oh yeah, like once you get Lightning integrated and like you're ready to go on your app, like I'll introduce you to. Uh, Jack Mahler's strike and like bottle pay and some of the CEO of Lightning, uh, <laughs> Jack Mahler. Uh, so you so you can have like you know fiat fiat on ramps in these remittance heavy heavy areas uh, and they can send you know instant and nearly free remittances back to Nigeria. And this guy's eyes and he's like twenty four maybe. Like, That's I, awesome. He's young. His eyes just lit up and he's like, so you mean like I can get instant and free room all my users will get like instant and nearly free remittances everybody is going to download my app right and this is a guy like think about this there's, no, there's like not really all that much opportunity in a place like lagos nigeria right but bitcoin has provided him the ability to sell financial services like life-changing financial services to all 200 million of his countrymen and women um plus like all of the neighboring countries in west africa that's amazing well, I would argue there is a lot of opportunity, just been unaccessible until these types of apps have, have come to market. Yeah, yeah, fine. All right. Charlie. Yo. Okay, so we love to go to the Substack. Um, I've been seeing some killer big content on TikTok. Oh, wow. You have. You have, mm. you have Chinese spyware on your phone. The question is, what do we think of... Marty only likes yeah, American spyware. But. What do we think of TikTok bringing in a whole new generation of Bitcoin? I mean, despite, like you said, despite all the uh, the spyware stuff. I mean, the Zoomers love TikTok. So. Udi, Udi has a TikTok. Do I have... I have multiple TikTok accounts. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will never find them. I actually heard you were the co-founder of TikTok. But the co-founder of TikTok is right here, by the way, in this conference. He's over there in the rabbit costume in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, we talk about this a lot in the content space. Like, Stefan's here. There's other podcasters here. Like, each different content creator has a different way of uh, reaching somebody who likes to consume content in a certain way. So, if you're just expanding that net into TikTok and people like consuming content via TikTok and makes them receptive to Bitcoin, yeah. The yeah. shit corners are destroying us on TikTok. Yep, <laughs> they are. It's actually it's important. You it's remember a, that Doge going that, to the moon video? Oh man, it was so catchy. It was a, it was a good one. Uh, you are. You are. Yeah. yeah. If not you, then who? It's not going to be me. It's about time. <laughs> Look, if there are any Zoomers in here, it's about time we take over TikTok. We took over tic- Twitter. We want Twitter. Yeah. Everyone wants to be like that. Was over. Twitter. We want Twitter. But TikTok is not ours. It's, we yeah, we know, need there, to work on that. Zoomers here. Nick. Yeah. Ben the Carman. Nick, Nick from Bitcoin. Magazine. I mean, if the Ben's are young as they say, they're people should be there. It's just like, what? Yeah, they banned a lot of uh, Wait, they so-called crypto Mac? accounts. Uh, they banned Crypto Teen Executive. Gentlemen, we're running out of time here. We have to get to the auction.
Um, we still have more time. Like the auction is going to take. I mean, everyone here is 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 not willing to support open source development, so the auction should be pretty quick. Oh, wow. Clear pack. Oh. <laughs> you want to? It's my dirt bag of lacrosse coach, who I actually have a restraining order on. I was going to write you easy, but now I think I'm going to have to execute it. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually playing lacrosse when I was 15. Yeah, so. the, question, the question was, uh, what was Marty doing when he was 15? And the answer was sucking at lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for repeating it for the audience. Uh, my brother's here, who, who many people have mistaken for myself. He, he was much better than I was. So I'm really glad that that was the last question. <laughs> All right, one more legitimate question. It wasn't we'll get Texas, to the though, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> All questions are legitimate. <laughs> All right, I guess we have up uh, in the back. I'm bullish on LATAM. What's the um, next country to fall? I'll pick, a, I'll pick. Is the question. I'll pick a continent in South America, somewhere on South America. <laughs> the next cut. You heard it from Marty first. The next country is South America. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. I think uh, in, in the uh, immortal words of Van Halen, it's going to be Panama. That's good. That's Panama. Central America. Ah, I think that. Texas should secede and then be the first country. <laughs> good answer. Hey, you want to do the auction? Yeah, I mean, this is your this is your game, sir. You're not going to run it? Uh, no, you run the auctions because you're allowed. You pressure people much better than So me. we have, in BitBlock Boom tradition, we have the ability to fake checks for every single speaker um, that has spoke today. Every single speaker assigned this. Um, this nice BitBlock Boom poster made by... It's a beautiful um, Bitcoinovsky artwork. Bit, yeah, Bitcoinovsky. Great. Yeah, great, great dude. Great. So we have this, and we also have the last open source pin collection um, available. Wow. There was only, uh, there was less than 70 made, and this is the last one left. I, do we auction them together? Can you, can you just uh, say that there were 69 made? Do we do them separate? There were 69 made. This is the it's 69. a fact, Ryan, Ryan nice. said. Nice. Um, all the funds are going to open source development, Bitcoin development. Um, it's going to be donated to OpenSats, which me and Udi are on the board of. Um, wow. We also have this guy over here who's on the board. We have a group of Bitcoiners. Uh, we're not making any money off of it. It's 100% pass through. We probably should have made a little bit of money off of it. And then we would have <laughs> been quicker to actually get everything out the door. But we have a lot of Bitcoin and multi-sig ready to go for open source development. I think we were planning on making an announcement today about it, which we're not making. But we will be making soon. Right? <laughs> the announcement of the announcement. Classic. The announcement of the announcement. Classic. Your buddy. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? Um, so are we going to do it separately or together? I'll do it. We're going to start the poster app at 1 million sats. 1 million You're sats. You're going to start this at 1 million? Right. We got 1 million sats in the back. 1 million sats. It, we, Parker was telling us about anchor pricing. <laughs> 5 million sats for this poster. Do I have a 5 million sats for this poster? Oh, 5 million sats. We got Mike in the, the back. back. 5 right. million sats. 6 million sats? 6 million sats. Wow, do we have 7 million so. sats? See, I told you the auction was going to go quicker than you thought. 
We're at six. Do we have 6.5 over there? Million sets. 6.5 over there. Let's fucking go, dude. Seven mil. Seven. Yep. Eight. Eight. The Bitcoin doctor over there. (laughs) Eight million sats. Nine million sats? Nine million sats. This is for the poster. Wait, it's not for the card. (laughs) You're not getting that. (laughs) This is for this beautiful poster. Let's redo this. No, no, you can fake all of our signatures on checks. Nine million sats. Are we at nine million or ten? Nine. We're at nine. Nine. We're not going to ten. Nine going to ten? We got ten. Ten. Lexington in the house. We're at ten mil. We're at eleven. Exhilarating. We got Vate killing it over here. Eleven five. Going once. There's no, we got, we got 12, 5. 12 million sets for Bro. open source development. Nice. Woo. This is fantastic. You guys have beaten all my expectations. Do we have 13 million sets? 12 going once, going twice. Sold to the man from Lexington, Kentucky. Let's yeah. look at go. <laughs> you want to come get it? Kentucky, who... To my eternal shame, has better Bitcoin mining laws than Texas. It does. I mean, get rid of the sales tax. Shout out to Kentucky first. We're working on it. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, thank you for the stats. We're rolling into it. Going off your lesson on anchor pricing, we'll start this at 5 million sats. 5 million sats. It's the last one. It's beautiful. There's five. We got Mike in the back. Look at this. Six. Limited edition. Your Art by Design SF made this special. <laughs> Disclaimer: Ben's gonna fund himself. Yeah, he's gonna. That's good. That's good. Six million sats. We got six, seven, six. He's already at six. <laughs> what? Negotiating. Six point one five Bitcoin from CK over there. <laughs> we're at we're at six million one sat a hundred thousand sats. Hundred fifty. What? No, no, we're not gonna do it. Seven million sats to Ben over here, the founder of Open Sats. I don't think you people understand. This is the sixty ninth of sixty nine. Very good salesman. Mm, Seven point five million sats. Eight million sats from CK over here. Shout out Bitcoin Magazine. Eight million sats. Nine million anywhere. 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 Ten million sats from the founder of Open Sats. Eleven million sats. Twelve million sats. Uh, no, million, it's quiet. Eleven million going once. Going twice. I think you have the eleven million. Twelve million sats. All right, we're at twelve. Twelve five. No, he has eleven. Twelve. We got twelve from Ben over here. You gonna let him take it up from you? The rabbit wants in. Yeah. <laughs> the rabbit's holding his hands down. All right. <laughs> rabbit's having fun. We're at twelve. Board. Yep. Going once. Going twice. Sold to the man. Woo! All right, Ben started bidding as soon as he mentioned 69. He didn't care before. <laughs> ben, thank you. This is business development. As always, this has been a blast. We, uh, we love you freaks for listening. We love you for joining us. We love this free community that we've grown here. Thank, thank you, you guys. And Ryan for joining us. And again, special uh, thanks to Gary for throwing such a Thank you, Gary. Time. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. That's all we got this week, freaks. Peace and love. Love you all.